What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Pressing Forward, the podcast. I feel like Thank it's you. been so long. It has it been. Has been. <laughs> it has been. We took a month hiatus and it I was intentional. I wouldn't call it a hiatus, but just life happened. Exactly. It was life got in the way. And yeah, life was, was happening, yeah. still happening. <laughs> That's very but true. But we're here. We're still, we're still here. We're back. We're excited to be back. Yes, we are. We were able to secure a lot of great podcast guests and we had to move some people around and scheduling and all of that crazy stuff. But we're back and we're better. And and I was about to say, (laughs) hopefully better than we were in the past. Thank you guys so much for running all the numbers up. Our numbers are really, really great, even though we took a month off. And while people are like, you should never take a month while you're in stride or take any types of breaks. But it wasn't by choice. It wasn't by choice. Just. Things have been going on, you know, outside of the podcast, personal life stuff. So those types of things had to get taken care of. Yeah. So I didn't mean to say intentional. It wasn't intentional. <laughs> but we did the our first week that we took a break. There was a schedule conflict and then literally things life happened and it just snowballed and snowballed and snowballed. But exactly. Got- but we're here. We're not going to get into all of that because at the end of the day, we're still here. We're still pushing through and making things happen. And like we said, we're looking forward to providing great content for you guys, sharing stories from wonderful people all across this beautiful city of Philadelphia and even in the surrounding area. So again, thank you. Thank you so, so much for for supporting us, for understanding. Um, And here we are, we're pushing our message forward, right? Yeah, we're pressing forward. We're pressing forward. Keep pressing forward. (laughs) Right along, right along. So thank you again for, for being patient with us, right, Deanna? Like, we appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, thanks for the patience. We appreciate it. It was needed. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. but like I said, we got some great guests lined up, and we have a special guest on the line with us today, Joshua K. Josh Santiago from Empowering Cuts. Man, thank you so much. It's honestly a, a privilege and an honor to be talking to you right now. Yeah, no lie. Maisha yeah. said yesterday, she was like, I shot my shot. And and it landed. I was like, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, no, thank you for having me. Seriously, I really do. Listen, I love supporting small podcasts all the way to the large one. Me personally, I'm just an individual that just loves supporting people, you know? So thank you for the opportunity. Seriously, I appreciate it. Yeah, man. So you, you're saying supporting people. There's nobody doing it better than you right now. So for you guys that don't know, um, and you've, if you've never heard about it, you're probably living under a rock. Empowering Cuts, this gentleman right here gives free haircuts to homeless people. And it's so much more than just, I think your slogan is like, when you look good, you feel good, right? But it's so much more than just a free haircut. You kind of go into stories and everything else and you're giving these people that are usually voiceless, not just homeless, but they're voiceless, an opportunity to share their story. Can you kind of tell us, like, before we talk about Empowering Cuts, can we talk about your background, your upbringing? Where'd you come from? Let's talk about Josh. Let's get let's talk get about Josh. some insight rough. on who Josh is. Rough, really, really rough. Um, I grew up in Philadelphia, the Huntington Park section to be exact, like Fifth and Cayuga, Fifth and Huntington Park in that area. And um, growing up, it was rough because I just feel like it was always a norm for, you know, individuals not to have their dads in their lives, you know? But for me, it was opposite. I didn't have my mom in my life. And my dad, he had full custody of me. So my dad is the one that raised me. 
But um, it was rough because my dad, he was a functional addict, so he can pay the bills and uphold the house, whereas though, um, you know, my mom, she, she, she's an addict and she's still an addict to this day. She couldn't do that, you know? So, like, once my mom got, you know, strung out and introduced to the drug, which was from my dad, you know, which is crazy. Like, my dad introduced her to the drug, and um, she ended up, you know, she, she, couldn't, she couldn't really, like, control it. So she became homeless. She started prostitute and stuff like that. And my dad ended up leaving her for dead. And, um, you know, I always had a problem with that because the thing here was, you know, when I went to school, I used to always get teased because I didn't have a mom and, you know, stuff like that. And it always resulted in me getting into fights. So I was a very troubled teen. And regardless of my dad being in my life, I always felt like I had a friend for myself. So from the age of 13, that's when I first caught my first juvenile case, which was an assault case, um, an aggravated assault case. Um, since the age of 13 to the age of 25, I stood in a whole bunch of trouble. When I turned 25, that's really when I changed my life around. And that's when I went to barber school. But um, my, my, my goal of me being a barber, that's something that I always wanted to do. I always wanted to be like my big brother. And my big brother, at one point in time, he was forced to cut my hair because my dad, he didn't have the money to take us to the barbershop. So my dad would cut my hair. He would jack us up every single time. Like our haircuts looked crazy. And my brother, he stepped it up. He's like, you know what? Let me try to cut your hair at least. And he tried and it was it actually looked good. So from that day on, everything that my brother wanted to do is what I wanted to do, you know? So <laughs> him wanting to become a barber, that's what I wanted to do. Him getting money, that's what I wanted to do. Him getting to fights, that's what I wanted to do. That was my big brother, you know? So, um, yeah, like, that's that's just to sum it all up, honestly. I had a very troubled um, upbringing. It was, yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was crazy. It was crazy. <laughs> But you turned it all around and that's the most important thing. And that's what this podcast is really for. So we're pressing forward the podcast, right? When things get, when adversity hits and adversity strikes, you just continue to press forward. Keep moving forward. No, no, no stepping back. No backtrack. Right. Right. Yeah. No. And I just, once again, and I know I said it earlier, but I just love everything that you guys are doing. And, you know, just listen, what you guys are doing are amazing. So you no, said what you're doing of, is amazing. <laughs> you said at the age of 25, that's when your life really turned around. What was it that made made you want to make that change in your life? Um, for, for me, honestly, it was me spending so much of my time um, doing what was wrong that I was just like, you know what? Let me try to do what's right. And when I did what was right for once, it worked out for me. You know, it worked out for me. Like, I came, I came home, I came home July, I came home August, I came home August, so I ended up getting locked up, I came home August, and then I enrolled into barber school by September, and literally my experience in barber school, that's really what changed my whole mindset, you know, and what really changed my life, honestly, because what my barber instructor used to do was, he used to take us to shelters, that's how I learned how to cut hair. And for me, honestly, me being able to provide a free haircut to someone meant more to me than to actually receive money for it. 
me being able to converse with these individuals meant more to me than anything, you know, and just being able to dig in their life and asking them certain questions that, you know, I never really had closure to growing up. I didn't know, you know, what, you know, the effects of drugs really had on my mom or really had on my dad. And now me doing what I do, I have an understanding, you know, like I could forgive my mom now. I could forgive my dad and I love them both to pieces. They're still here. You know, my dad doing the same, my mom doing the same thing, but I still love both of them. Seriously, I really do because I have a better understanding now as an adult that, you know, drugs, like it's, it's not dumb, you know, it's the drugs. That's what it is, you know? So. Right. That's, and that's tough. And it's, it's awesome that you were able to realize that just being able to hear people's stories and giving them a platform. So my, uh, Deanna's sister, my sister-in-law is a hairstylist. And she always says when people come and sit in her chair, it's like therapy session. It's a therapy session. (laughs) It truly is because you might, once you start, especially if you get them, them head massages going, (laughs) it's like, all right, I feel relaxed. I can talk. And it's like, it's such a personal, like, it's such a, a personal thing that you're doing. Like, Trust somebody to to do your hair, to touch you in that type of way. It's like you got to you can't just go to Joe Schmo down the street and get your hair cut and feel like you opened enough to to talk to that person. So it's it's definitely it's it's an intimate moment. It's very it intimate. Is. It, it, it is not. I agree with 100 percent. Like the people that I cut, I feel like. A lot of times I bring their problems home with me, which isn't good at all, you know, <laughs> and I do that because I got a, I have a huge heart. So the thing here is that like I'm conversing with these individuals and these individuals telling me stories on, you know, how, you know, they became addicted to, you know, heroin at the age of, let's say, eight years old, nine years old. And the first person that they ever got high with was with one of their parents, you know, so it's like. Damn, like this person really been on this since eight, nine years old on heroin. Like they really don't know anybody. You know what I'm like, you know, like, and it's just like it, the, the conversations that I have with these individuals, honestly, is, is very deep, very, very, very deep. But, you know, what starts the conversation is the haircut, you know, being able to give them that good old haircut and making them feel extremely good about themselves, you know, so. And all it is, is just giving them an opportunity, like you mentioned. Um, One thing I do want to ask is, I know you said that the barber instructor had you guys going into shelters. Were you able to ever work in a, a, like a regular barber shop? No, I never, no, I never worked in a barber shop at all. Never did. Wow. And so you just went right into the streets, right? Yes. (laughs) Like in a good way. Yes. Yes. Right, right, right. So yeah, it was in um, shelters at first when I was in barber school. And then right after I graduated barber school, I started hitting the streets and, you know, the Cousinson area, which for me, honestly, that um, my family was from the Cousinson area. So like a majority of the time when I was a kid, I spent a lot of time in that area. And um, I just felt really, you know, I, I felt like, you know, damn, like me being able to give back to this community would be amazing. And, you know, I started just posting up, just providing these free haircuts on Cousinson and Allegheny, which is a big intersection and then on Cousinton and Clearfield and Cousinton and Indiana all throughout Cousinton. And then at one point in time, I'm just like, you know what, like homelessness doesn't just reside in Philadelphia. Let me start traveling the country doing this. Like I never had the opportunity to travel the country 
Like, I've always been in Philadelphia my whole life. So let me just use this as an opportunity to travel out. Started going to Jersey, from Jersey, um, Chicago, Chicago, Florida, San Antonio, Texas, Dallas, Texas. Um, a lot of places, so many places, countless, you know? So for me, honestly, I'm just very big on just being able to go to certain areas and provide these free services to individuals that can't afford it, but also just bring awareness to homelessness because a lot of times um, individuals walk by these people on a day-to-day basis, not even acknowledging their presence, you know, so. That's awesome, man. You you can just tell the genuine energy that you have and the passion that you have for it because you said it a little uh, a little bit ago that it wasn't about the dollar, it was about the experience and how you make somebody feel. Yes. So yes, now you, you have a mobile uh, barbershop yes. now? Yes. That's how you, so I that's how you have... traveling? Nah, so right now, honestly, we had the mobile barbershop. I'm going to say it's been a mobile barbershop for like the last like seven months now. We're um, going through some things with the mobile barbershop, so we haven't been able to travel in it um, yet. We probably cut here in it about like two times, but we're going through like some maintenance issues with it. But yeah, as far as the mobile barbershop, at first um, we were able to pay $2,000 for this mobile home. And um, during the pandemic, we raised, you know, our initial goal was only to raise $20,000. We were able to surpass that. We raised over $70,000 to convert this mobile home into a mobile barbershop. Yeah, to convert the mobile mobile home into the mobile barbershop. And um, yeah, it's it's, it's beautiful. Like, beautiful, beautiful. Like, it looks probably better than... 80% 80% of the barbershops that I ever saw in my life. <laughs> no, <laughs> I actually, so. I actually watched a video um, on YouTube about it. Um, wait, like a while back. Um, I guess a couple months ago when they show the inside and your son was in there with you. That's, that's pretty dope, yeah. man, that you get, get to have that experience with him as well. Yeah, it is. I would like to see it in person, but uh, I mean, I got a lot uh, of hair, but you'll get an undercut. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, no, I would definitely love for you guys to see it in person as well. It's extremely beautiful, it is. So, I know you might not have an answer right off right off the top of your head, but it's a two-part question. So, gotcha. how many haircuts would you say you've given since, I, I'll say since graduating barber school? Um, Honestly, I always count like my first haircut honestly all the way to like now mm-hmm. because while I was in barber school for the 13 months that I was in barber school I did so many haircuts you know because of the amount of shelters we were visiting just to get the hands on practice um but since then to I want to say now last time we counted um was probably like I want to say like I, I want to say Mm, right close to I want to say probably close to a year ago and as empowering cuts as a whole like we provided I want to say last time we counted it was like 7,500 haircuts yes 7,500 haircuts yes Woo! all free that is but, and you can imagine now because the thing here right is like we got we have consent forms that we have individual sign and mm-hmm. stuff like that so if I'm throwing an event 
like not too long ago, I had a 24 hour event. We was cutting hair for 24 hours straight. I and saw that. During, I saw. Yeah. Uh huh. I saw that. <laughs> yeah. During events like that, we have X amount of barbers. Let's say we have 10 barbers come out. They still have to have these individual signed consent forms that's under Empower and Cuts. So, as an organization, as Empower and Cuts, that's how many haircuts we provided. You get me? So, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Thank so, you. like, my follow up to that, um, what would you say is the story that stuck with you the most throughout this entire time you've been cutting hair? If you could pick one story that stuck with you most, what was it? That's, Girl, he honestly, just told you he did like seven thousand people. I know, but like you got you get those I, no, you get those people question. that come around a, and it's like, damn, I'm gonna remember this person. That's a great question, right? And I say that honestly, and it's giving me goosebumps just thinking about it because there's so many success stories, so many people that I done put inside a recovery home and they're clean to this day. You know, and so many yeah. people that I done told them like, yo, listen, like, bro, if you do. What you got to do, I promise you, by the time you come home, bro, I'm going to make sure that you're okay. Like, we done spent thousands of dollars getting people on their feet. And to this day, they're fine. They're in a job. They got an apartment, all of that stuff. And these people that I met that I cut the ear on the streets, you know? But one story that sticks out to me, honestly, and it's just off time, I got plenty of them. But one, it doesn't even revolve around me giving anyone a haircut at all. So at one point in time, I was doing Uber and it was about like two o'clock in the morning, three o'clock in the morning. And I'm driving on uh, on the 95 on the highway. I see this lady that was walking. Mind you, it was pouring down raining and she was walking on the 95. And something told me, bro, do not drive by this lady. Stop. See if she's okay. If she doesn't want, want the ride, that's perfectly fine. But if you could get her out of here, uh, if you could get her inside your car and take her to where she got to go, I, like, you know, so I ended up pulling over. I asked her, I'm like, hey, um, where, like, where are you going? She says she's going to Ben Salem. Mind you, she was around the Allegheny exit, which is nowhere near Ben Salem. I'm like, yo, like, yep. you would have probably never made it there. So um, I was able to offer her a ride. When she got in the car, you know, I'm talking about empowering cuts, what I do, you know, all of that stuff. And then I dropped her off to this house. Never heard from her. About like a year later, I get a DM on Facebook. Yeah, I get a yeah a, a message on Facebook. And this lady, she's like, hey, do you remember dropping someone off that was on 95 um, at a house up, you know, Ben Tellum? And I'm like, yes, I do. And she was like, that was me. And I'm like, wow. what? Maju, when I was looking like at her like profile pictures, I'm like, yo, this lady is so gorgeous. Like, what the like? This does not look like the lady that was sitting in the back seat. Not at all. Not at all. So, um, she's she was doing very good. You know, she was clean for X amount of time. All of that stuff. And then we got on a phone call, and then she was telling me about all the great stuff that she was doing. She actually started a nonprofit organization called the Grace Project. And now she goes back to the same community that she was once was get high at, which was the Kensington section. And now she gives back to the same individuals. So when she go down there, when she go down there, she see everybody that she was getting high. Well, high 
but she's been clean for quite some time now. She's doing amazing. I believe she's um she's definitely in a relationship and um she's doing amazing. She's doing amazing. She's doing amazing. I actually just saw her about like three weeks ago at an event in Jersey. She's doing amazing. That's awesome, man. Just that little Came bit of circle, that little bit of interaction. Exactly. That's, and, and that's and that's mm-hmm. just honestly, and that's just one like, and that didn't have anything to do with a haircut. But when I mean so many stories from people that sat in my chair, honestly, is really mind blowing. You know, it's really mind blowing. I love that. Yeah, when you were talking, I had goosebumps. That is just amazing. I can't imagine what, like you said, you you take so much of it home with you because of your big heart yeah. and your big and you you like I said, it's just like genuine energy. I, I told Dion, I'm like he's so humble. Um, <laughs> before we kind of switch gears a little bit to talk about the event that you're um, putting together in a couple of weeks, can you kind of oh. just give like as brief as you can, but as informative as you can, tell people exactly. It's not just a haircut. Can you tell them what empowering cuts is and how? you impact the lives of, of these people that you encounter? Um, yeah. So the thing here is that everybody, you know, uh, a, a lot of people think that it's, you know, me just going out here and just providing free haircuts for the homeless, but it's way deeper than that because, you know, me personally, I'm able to converse with these individuals. And a lot of times the conversation that I have with these people mean more to them than the actual haircut. Because the thing here is that, as I said earlier, a lot of people walk by these people and don't say nothing to these people on a daily basis. So the fact that I'm actually sitting there providing a free service, but also, you know, engaging in the conversation with them and actually getting to know them for who they actually are. Yo, I see the people, I see the same people so, so many times that I know these people by name. And when I see them, I call them by, by their actual name. They be looking confused. Like, who the hell called them? You know, because <laughs> nobody knows their names. So, like, when I pull up on them, I'm like, Mark, what, what, what you doing out here? Like, you know, so, like, <laughs> everybody, honestly, like, I, I'm just, like, and you guys would have to, like, really witness it. Like, these people have so much love for me, not only because of the haircut, but because I take the time to actually get to know them for who they actually are. And I actually understand you know, I actually understand them. I, d- I do. You know, I do. And I might not understand addiction from an addict perspective, but I do understand addiction as somebody from the outside looking in, you know? And exactly. I say that because the thing here is I only smoked weed one time in my life. Never smoked after that. I had a YouTube how to roll up. I just felt like that was <laughs> doing too much. I'm like, listen, this ain't for me. Never <laughs> smoked after that. I drunk one time in my life. It was my 18th birthday. I drunk every, I, I drunk so much that I ended up throwing up everywhere. Never drunk after that. Don't even like the smell of liquor. And um, so that's what I mean. Like, I can't relate to it as, you know, an, an addict perspective. But, you know, I, I can relate to it. And I understand, you know, I understand a lot of these people addiction stems from painkillers, you know, and, um, you know, you got people that they start off with um, 602s, perk 602s, and then it goes up to the perk 10s and perk 15s and then the perk 30s. And then when it gets to the perk 30s, the high, the, 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 the drug is so expensive, you know, a perk 30 nowadays, is like $40. People are charging just for one pill. 
So why am I paying $40 for a perk 30 when in all reality, I could pay $5 for a bag of dope that's doing the same shit? You feel me? So it's like, Mm -hmm. I understand it. I understand why they would do it because they don't have the money to actually keep up with that perk high. So a lot of people, they, they, they end up doing, you know, heroin and, Unfortunately, in Philadelphia, especially in the Kensington section, that's what a majority of the people are doing. You know, it's just that and it's an open drug market. So you got people that's shooting people in the neck and you got people smoking crack right in front of your face and cops don't care. The cops are not doing anything about that at all. Like literally, they're really not like they can see somebody shooting somebody in the neck, blood trickling down a hole. Like it's just really crazy. Because, like, while I'm cutting hair, experience so much, then cut hair, shootouts, is, um, you know, overdoses. It's so much going on while we're there providing these services, you know. But sum up your question, honestly, Empowering Cuts is an organization based out of Philadelphia that travels the country, provides free haircuts for the homeless. And, um, you know... That's 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 really it. And once again, it's way deeper. It's way deeper. It's way, way, deeper way. Yeah, that's not just it. That ain't but just sure. it. <laughs> no, I right, right, right. And there's a lot of other things that we do, but it's like when we started, it was just, you know, haircuts. Like right now, like we definitely partner up with a lot of organizations, do different events that's geared towards the homeless. If not, it's geared towards, you know, families in need. We got, you know, the seven random acts of kindness that we actually just started doing about like three months ago. We try to do that at least. Oh, there you go. There you go. We try to do it at least once a month, you know, but I go, I'll let you speak about it and then I could just elaborate on it. No, go ahead. Keep going. Keep going. Talk about it. You want to roll. Just keep going. Keep going. This is what we want. Seven acts of kindness. Seven (laughs) random acts. Go ahead. Tell us about it. Got (laughs) you. So as far as the seven random acts of kindness, honestly, it was just an idea at first. And I was just like, you know what? How can I bless the how can I bless an individual without giving them cash, without physically giving them cash, and also without giving them a haircut? Because everybody knows me as this barber that travels the country and provides free haircuts for the homeless. How can I bless them other than doing that? So I came up with this idea of, you know, seven random acts of kindness, just being able to bless an individual seven different individuals in seven days and honestly it's been when I mean like one of the touchiest moments like it's just so much that go on during these seven random acts of kindness because it's like I'm getting to really know these people for who they are they're sitting in my car I'm taking them to restaurants I'm taking them to you know phone stores to go get phones so they could converse with family members that they haven't spoke to in a very long time i'm trying to connect them with resources on how they could you know get their life back together and you know stuff like that earlier i was speaking to lala and lala was my seventh day of my seventh random acts of kindness and when i saw lala she was actually sitting on the curb and she was drinking listerine and lala was drinking listerine because she didn't have money um, for alcohol. So she went inside of a store. She, you know, stole a bottle of Listerine and she was getting drunk by drinking a bottle of Listerine. And, um, a lot of people bash me on social media for that, right? Because, you know, I posted her actually drinking the Listerine, but 
I didn't know that you could get drunk from drinking Listerine. I had to Google that. You know, that's how I figured that that was actually a thing. Once mm-hmm. again, I don't drink, so I wouldn't know. You know, I have no idea. I don't drink. So, um, you know, I was able to get her, you know, some some help. She was able to, you know, go back to her baby father house. And she's doing okay now. She's still, you know, battling addiction, but she's doing way better than what she was. And last time I saw her, she had all of the fresh, she had the fresh sneakers on that I brought her. She had the fresh clothes on that I brought her. She <laughs> still has that. her cell phone, you know. So um these random acts of kindness, honestly, is this listen, this 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 next level, man, is emotional and you know, a lot of that stuff stuff that I take home with me as well because, like, you know, if I had X amount of money, like, I wish that I could bless these individuals more than what I already am. But I just feel like right now, like, because of social media, I have this platform that I'm able to raise, you know, X amount of dollars in seven days to keep that going. Because if it wasn't for the support of individuals on social media, especially when you leverage social media for all the right reasons, um, seven random acts of kindness would just still be a thought, you know? So I just appreciate everyone that supports me as well. Exactly, man. You're, you're doing great things, man. Yeah, I, I watched the one a couple of days ago with the with the gentleman. I'm like, does he have them in his personal card during COVID and all of that yes. stuff? You're risking I was yourself. Cutting, I was cutting hair throughout COVID. COVID never stopped me. Even at the height of COVID, I was still providing free haircuts. That never stopped me. I caught COVID one time. And that was around the time when we threw a community event. And then the next day, me and my cousin drove all the way to New York to go get barber chairs because we were in the process of renovating the mobile barbershop. And we had to take a trip to New York to go grab these two barber chairs. And um, I remember it like it was yesterday because I was really like messed up off of COVID. But even with how sick I got from COVID, I just felt like I couldn't let that stop me from my purpose, especially me doing something that I love doing. Like, I just had this conversation minutes ago. They were just asking me um, during my meeting, yo, what do you like doing for fun? And I'm like, um, I love cutting <laughs> well, hair for it. fun. Like, that's what I love doing, you know? Like, And they like, bro, like your birthday coming up December 21st. Like, what if we have like a private dinner for you or whatever? I'm like, I don't like, going to bars. I don't like going to clubs because to me, honestly, I don't like being in environments that I don't feel comfortable in. Like I know for a fact, since I don't drink around smoke, I wouldn't feel comfortable in these type of environments. So for me, honestly, my fun is really like me going to the trenches, the heart of like Badlands, North Philly and providing free haircuts in the craziest parts of Philadelphia. Like, People be thinking that I'm crazy, but I'm like, bro, like I came from this, like, I'm okay. Like, you know, like everybody out here know me anyway. So I'm good. I know I'm cool. <laughs> but um definitely like that's my fun. Me providing free haircuts is definitely something that I'll be doing for the rest of my life. That's how much I enjoy what I do. I love that. I love that. So can you kind of talk to us a little bit about this community event that Before we jumped on this call, mind you guys, we record late in the evening. So we're recording with Josh at 7 p.m. Before you got on this call. getting out of meetings and everything. Getting out of meetings. (laughs) Can you tell us what this community event that you're putting on? I know you say you had a 24-hour event about two weeks ago or last week. Can you tell us what this community event is that you're planning? 
Yeah, so this community event, honestly, is totally different than anything that we do because the majority of the stuff that we do is wrapped around the homeless community. So um, we wanted to do something a little different. I have a buddy of mine, um, Zoe Gallery. He actually has, um, he owns like three different daycares and he owns an event space. And everybody just wanted to partner up on a community event um, for the community, for families that need resources. So this event that we're going to have, is going to be like a pop-up shop, but a pop-up shop of resources for the community. And um, I already have like 15 people locked in from barbers all the way to hairstylists and nail techs that's coming out to provide free services for the community as well. We're going to have a bouncy house. We're going to have a gaming truck. We're going to have face paint. We're going to have health screening. We're going to have free cell phones. We're going to have free tablets. We're going to have so much stuff here at this event. And it's going to be amazing. It's going to be amazing. You know, it's definitely going to be amazing. Once again, it's going to be a pop-up shop of just resources for the community. When's the date? Where is it? And how can we learn more about it? Give us all okay, the so, details. <laughs> oh, gotcha. So, so the date is November 14th, which lands on a Sunday. It's going to be from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. So it's going to be a four-hour event. And it's going to be at Zoe, Zoe, Zoe Gallery, which is on 5917 Torsdale Avenue, Philadelphia, PA 19135, I believe. Yes. And um, once again, guys, like, you know, anybody, for everybody that's listening to it, please come out to it. You know, once again, we're going to have a bunch of resources. We're going to have a lot of fun activities for the children. And um, it's going to be a, a, a great time. We actually even have one of our sponsors donating um, a bunch of produce and snacks as well that we'll be giving. So, so it's going to be amazing. It's going to be amazing. Man, I thought I had network and resources. Man, you tapped you in thought. All over. You, you thought tapped in <laughs> over. Before we yeah, leave nah, you off, you, go ahead. I said no. Nah, like as I said, like this is something different. So, like for me, honestly, I'm just like me personally. Like I'm, I'm going to like a shop. I'm going to Shoprite, asking them, "Hey, do you guys donate to nonprofit organizations?" They say, "Yeah." They say, "No." Whatever. Move on to the next one. Boost Mobiles. I'm pulling up on people that I see that got tents popped up, you know, somewhere down, you know, so I'm just like me personally, like, I just know that networking is, is the key. And that's for everything. Networking on social media is the key. Like literally, like if it wasn't for social media, like literally I'll probably still be doing everything that I'm doing now, but it would not be at the scale that it's at right now. Not, not at all, you know? So being able to leverage, you know, social media and all of that stuff and just knowing the importance of networking honestly is extremely important seriously and at first it like it, it was scary to me because i was scared to like really just go up to random people and just talk to them you know but being in the field that i'm in and me just conversing with individuals that's homeless like a lot of times people don't say something to people that's homeless because they don't even know how to approach someone that's homeless, you know, right, like, exactly. what do I say to these people, you know? So like me personally, I always use the, Hey, like, you know, my name Josh, I'm a barber and I travel the country and I provide free haircuts for the homeless. Like, and it rolls <laughs> off so smoothly 
Because that's what I say every time I see someone as well. You already you got your, so like, your little spiel ready. You got your script. You come in, you know what you're doing. <laughs> that's, that's, a fact. that's a fact. That's a fact. I was going to say, so, you leverage your social media very, very well. And I was going to ask you, actually, like, what is what is something that you would want people to take away from this? It sounds like networking is, is really big to you. What, what, what is something is. else that you want people to take away from our podcast episode. Again, our podcast is to inspire, motivate, and hopefully educate people. Yes. I think we touched all three of those areas today with I speaking with you. <laughs> so what's what's one more thing that you want somebody to take away that's listening to this episode right now? Honestly, um, whatever you believe in, go for it. And I say that because when I first started providing free haircuts to the homeless, people thought that I was crazy. And people thought that it was crazy because I have a whole family that I got to take care of. Like, bro, you're not going to be able to feed your family off of that. What are you doing? Like, it doesn't even make sense. Like, and then when I created the Empower and Cuts page and I would post it on social media, people were bashing me so bad that it was extremely discouraging at first being able to read the, I mean, just, just reading them comments because people like, bro, if you're really doing it from the kindness of your heart, you wouldn't even be recording it, you know? And yeah, you say that to me all the time. Like, and I'm just like, well, Mind your business. <laughs> I just raised over $70,000 and I did that because of social media and me posting the stuff that I post. And honestly, in order to have people engage, when I was on the shade room, I got so many followers from the shade room and it wasn't because of, you know, it, it was because of the content that I post. So you post certain content on your social media that you have individuals that's able to squirrel all the way down and see from where you started all the way to where you're at right now. And the content is so raw that people like, yo, I get so many, I get so many DMs of people be like, yo, I was on your page for a whole hour, bro. Like the stuff that you post is so inspiring. I'm not going to lie. I went down a rabbit hole. On your page. Yo, I, <laughs> <laughs> I did. Yo, I ain't even gonna hold you. I did. <laughs> yo, I'm telling you, and that's just the type of content that like I just feel like, you know, when you get posted on the shade room, you get posted for nobody for everybody that don't know what the shade room is. Um, it's a social media platform that has about 20, 30 million followers on it, you know? And um when I got posted on there, honestly, it just drew so much attention to what I was doing. But once again, it goes back to me having that content because you could get posted on a main, you could get posted on a page that has millions of followers. And if you don't have your content in order, honestly, people just going to go on your page and click right off. They're not going to hit you. They're not going to follow you. They're just not, you know? So when you have that content like lined up, you got it, you know, all of that. I just feel like, honestly, it's just, it's, it's, it's a blessing. Like, seriously, it really is. Like, when I travel to different countries, I'm not different countries, I'm tripping. When I travel to different states, right? And I'm <laughs> no, speaking to existence. services. No, that's a fact. When I travel to these different states and I provide these services, I'm able to, let's just say, for example, I go to Atlanta. I know how to network with the media. I know how to network with the news anchors. I know how to network with radio. I know how to reach out to TV shows if that's even a possibility. And tell them, hey, listen, I'm a barber based out of Philly that's going to your area to provide free haircuts for the homeless. Are you guys interested in this story? And a majority of them is saying, yes, we're interested. Please let us know when you come so we can go out, yada, yada, all this other stuff. So by the time I go to Atlanta, let's just say 
I have so I be booked up from the day that I land to the day that I'm leaving. And it's always like that every single time, because once again, I leverage social media and I use it to my advantage. Like and a lot of times you really don't have people that even know how to maneuver on social media, you know? You use yeah, it in such a positive them. way. Yeah, like you have to. People use you it in to. people use it in negative ways all the time. And it's refreshing to hear somebody like you using it to your advantage, using it to make a difference, using it in a positive light. With everything going on in Philly, we got this this golden gem, this unicorn out here cutting hair, being a therapist, all that yeah. stuff. And it's just, yeah. it's just so refreshing. It's very refreshing to hear. Yeah. yeah. So we trying to give you your flowers while you can still smell them. This it's, <laughs> it's amazing to see the progression, right? Mm-hmm. Just hearing your story saying you came from a troubled background. You grew up in North Philly. Man, I got to get people from different parts of the city on our podcast. Yo, I'm from North Philly yeah. as well. And that's, that's like five or four of our Ooh. guests already been from at? North Philly. I'm from uh, um, right off right off uh, Tempe, Tioga. Yeah, yeah, that's where I call a lot of my cases at up that way. <laughs> I, oh, I bet. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Tioga. Yeah. Yeah, we was probably running around together. That's a fact, yo. I used to be like, yo, I used to be down there all the time, like on Renango Street, all of that. Like yep, that was really yep. like my. Yeah. So, man, we trying to give you your flowers, like you still smell them, and also inspire others just by hearing your story like that lady that heard you in the uber talking about empowering cuts and the difference that you're making you probably turned turned her life around clearly you helped her and you guided her just by giving her your words and showing her that me giving free haircuts is going to inspire somebody and now she has her own nonprofit and everything like that so josh i thank you so much again using your social media in a in a positive way instead of negatively is really what drew me to to your story. I, I've been following you for for some time on my personal page. Um, oh. And you know we have we have a basketball. I have a basketball program. Deanna and I are. are yeah, I don't play basketball, but I do <laughs> mentoring stuff. So yeah, so I'm we're, we're really big on we're really big on providing opportunities that we you and I Deanna never had. We did, if we had people like us in yeah. our lives when we were younger, it, our lives would be totally different right now. So that's why the podcast exists. And that's why we love having people just like you on. So Josh, thank you so much. Everybody be sure to go follow Empowering Cuts on Instagram. I think you got like what? 50,000 followers? You know, no big deal. Um, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Something like that. But you've touched, like so, like you've touched so many <laughs> lives. Um, and again, we appreciate you so very much. Uh, with that, guys, this is the end of the episode. Continue to spread love and positivity in this world. We need it. Be more like Josh. Do great things for the community. Thanks, guys. Peace. Peace.